0: The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Let me
1: take my What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DCU Penn's finest, and Chris Kojir CB Kojir Boy. Got another great episode for you guys today. Obviously, we're going to talk about Week Eight in the NFL. We're going to preview Week Nine in the NFL. Give you know the usual hot locks, some of savings games we're looking forward to. But we're actually going to start with we always start with summits and plummets. We're also going to start with our NBA weekly, which basically we're going to talk about whatever happened in the NBA this week. Uh, just until the NFL season is over, obviously, once the NFL season is over, we will transition to full time NBA, but we, of course, still want to give the love during the season. Uh, but you know, it is football's time, and it is only right to uh give them the full floor. But before we get into any of that, like I said earlier, summits and plummets is the start, and Danny can uh lead us off. Yeah, summits and plummets,
0: I'm gonna do. An inherent summit, I got a new light bulb, so the, the lighting is back, visible during the show, I told Chris. Yeah, facts. Very good. Very important. But no, on a note of sports, James Harden is out of Philadelphia, which is a summit and a plummet in itself. The trade value, I'm actually a fan of you getting picks back in, in the future when the Clippers probably aren't going to be that good. Philly and OKC are sitting here like – Kind of ironic because both teams are former James Harden teams, but they're sitting here praying
1: the Clippers do bad. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that. James Harden trade in NBA weekly. That's probably going to be like the majority of the talk, as it, that's only like the greatest. I mean, obviously, we're, we could talk a little bit about, you know, big beginning of season two, but that's big news around the NBA. Um, so, Chris. Uh, you got it next.
2: I do, um, and it is a plummet. Uh, my plummet is that the Ravens did not make a move of the trade deadline, which was unfortunate. Um, and I just thought I don't, I don't think it is,
0: know. dude. I-, I think their team's built to win right now.
2: Yeah, but it's a couple holes I think could have been filled, or at least tried to be filled. So <laughs> I, I'm going to take it as a plummet. I- I'm not mad. Next, I'm not mad, but I just thought maybe. Uh, a edge rush. I, I, I saw rumors of Josh Jacobs. I kind of got hyped because I think we're an elite running back away from like really sewing it up to be a Super Bowl, like being a Super Bowl. But I think the running back back committee can work too. So I'm not necessarily mad at it, but I was just expecting a little more. I was expecting just more movement, I guess, at the trade deadline in general. So, but that's why I,
1: I would say it's a plummet. I mean, better safe than sorry, though. I mean, trading for a running back can be, can be real hit or miss. And where I think, uh, like notable trading at the running backs, at least in recent years, all I can really think of is the Eagles trading for Jay Ajayi. And that kind of capped off their running back by committee. Whereas if you were to trade for Josh Jacobs, you're kind of getting away from it for a little bit. But yeah. it's, it's ironic that I say this Lamar caps off the running back by committee because of his dynamic, but I'm not trying to call him a running back, but like, you know, in in a good way, I get can it. Be. <laughs> I remember the one time him, Mark Ingram and Robert Griffin the Third ran the Heisman package. It was like a triple option between the three of them. RG three was at QB. They put uh, full Ingram at fullback and then Lamar <laughs> at running back. Dude, that was so awesome. That play would be probably unstoppable if you know that was actually RG three. But uh, yeah, yeah. But you, uh, I mean, Summit is. You was at the game though. Yeah, I was about to say that that was my summit. You, about my summit. you were at hold on, talk, about, talk about that because you were at Ravens beating the Cardinals in Arizona, and then you were at a Luka <laughs> Masterclass.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's all about that's yeah, there. That, that was my summits being able to see two really cool games uh, over the weekend. Uh, cool in their own right. Uh, I got to see Josh Dobbs last game as a Cardinal, <laughs> that was cool, I guess. Legendary, uh, but yeah, it was cool to see Luka play. And Watching the game before he made those that crazy three at the end, I was like, he's going to do something crazy because he made three in a row. Like, that was the fourth three in a row. Like, a lot of people are kind of missing that because their shot was so crazy. That was his fourth three in a row, like possession, possession, possession. And I don't know. kids just elite. So, it was, like I so said, it was really cool to see those two games. So, those, those that's my summit, being able to see those yeah, two no, games. Uh,
1: his backpack job has been insane. And even, like – because Kyrie is – he's still finding, you know, his shot. And there's been a couple of years where Kyrie started off slow. I remember one year in particular in Boston, he didn't start off too hot. But he's always going to pick it back up. He's one of the best to ever do it. So, uh, But until then, I mean, Luka is no stranger to, you know, backpacking it. And something about the Mavericks, uh, they don't look – I mean, outside, even outside Luka, they don't look too bad. I mean, like – uh, Green has kind of taken like a uh, favorable step uh into being like a serious role player. Grant Williams is a is a great role player. Uh that's you know, no doubt, and he kind of fits the mold of the heliocentric offense that Luca runs, like kick it to the corner, and you know, there's gonna be nights where Grant will smack seven threes for you. There's gonna be nights where uh he's unplayable, but um it's the Grant Williams experience.
0: Yo. Is Grant is Grant Williams a PJ Tucker variant?
1: He's a better shooter than PJ. He's not as good as a defender as PJ is. So
0: I'm saying P- Yeah, var- variant. so
1: variant variant yes. Yes, he is a variant. Who are who are the PJ Tucker variants of the world? PJ Tucker, uh,
2: Jay Crowder, uh, Pat Bev. No, no, no,
1: Pat Bev is more. I think go. Pat Bev be be. is more guards are kind of like their own mold. Patrick so, Williams is like
2: the, the P.J. Tucker variant that people think. It's like the future trunks. Like, we didn't see lots
1: of it, but that's what they <laughs> think he's going to be. So, I would know Patrick Williams. No future trunks yo, is low-key. That's, that's like Brandon Ingram. <laughs> like They Rui, swear Rui might, the 30-point season is coming. Herb Jones,
2: uh, P.J. Tucker variant.
0: A, am I crazy calling Rui a, a P.J. Tucker variant?
2: Very crazy. Rui can't go out of park car. Yeah, Yo. it's crazy because
1: they, they they used to say he was they used to say he was a Kawhi Leonard variant. Yeah,
2: like they're only saying that because it's his form on? looks similar. It's no way. That no, no, really no, can't guard a park car.
0: I know that, but like, can PJ's like sometimes can't guard shit nowadays anymore
2: either.
1: So if like, PJ can't guard somebody, is most like it's Kevin Durant, it's Jason Tatum. Uh and I only MB, think, think Ruby's good
2: on offense too. Like his, his offensive package just a little more than what PJ got. If it's not a corner three for PJ, it's, it's nothing. I think Rui. Yeah,
1: so I don't think Rui be pulling from the corner that much. He's like a mid range messiah. You know what I'm saying? He loved that. He loved that little mid range. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so, Chris, if, if you were to guess, what was PJ Tucker's uh season high last year in points?
2: Uh was it 17? Oh 13.
0: Bo had like 13 points. In yeah, game. I, I
2: knew it was 17 or 13 for some random reason because it was one one day last year on on bed and twitter. I seen some dude took PJ Tucker under seven and a half, and I think he scored either 11 or 13 or something. Yeah, and I was like That's well. <laughs> but that's rough. <laughs> ben, the under on PJ, man. That's messed up. But it's um, terrifying, dude. Now go ahead, uh, I
1: guess I can get in my summer employment real quick. Uh Plummet Eagles defense, Summit, Eagles offense. Eagles second straight week put it up 30. AJ Brown. We'll talk a little bit more about him later in the week eight recap. But uh I'll talk a little bit more about this game in the whole week eight recap. So it's kind of a waste of a summit and plummet, but that's what kind of just made my week. Oh, I guess extra summit. The Celtics look unstoppable. They look like every offensive possession they can find the best shot possible. Every defensive possession. They can switch anybody onto anyone and force a bad shot. Derek White has been phenomenal. He's been so good, and honestly, if he if Drew Holiday wasn't here, he would. I think he'd have a real shot at most improved player. Like I, I really do. But uh, I'm I know he's gonna wanna split the touches and even defensively, like. He ain't gonna be able to block everybody, cause not everybody will be, not everybody's gonna be seeking out Derek White. That's another thing about their defense. Who do you seek out? What's the weak point? Even when you sub Al Horford out for Tatum, who's usually the first sub, I guess you could switch on to Al in space if you want. But then KP's backing him up at the rim, and that's kind of how um, the Celtics like to handle like the elite bigs of the NBA. That's how they handled Embiid. That's how they. Uh, usually try things with Bam. But Bam's a little bit better of a playmaker than a B. Well, way better playmaker than a B, but not as good as a scorer. So, uh, yeah, my teams are doing good. Uh, flyers are mid, but
2: anyway. Flyers
1: are mid. What you mean, man? They're four, four and one. That's like the epitome of mid. <laughs> I guess that's it's true, okay though. Hey, 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 the offense, the offense has been there. The offense has been there. The... We need to play better defense, <laughs> we'll get to that. I'm not a, a hockey nerd, so I can't confirm nor deny. But I'll tell
0: you this, man rest in peace to uh Adam Johnson. He died, uh, as a hockey yeah, player, that's, yeah, a, heavy, that's another plummet. Rest in
1: peace, that's brutal. I don't know if you um, saw the video, it's so no, it's we're, so not, we're a, not, yeah, we're not you know, talking it's about a, this. It's,
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's such a casual hockey play that happened. Um, like it's just a, they had a collision and his skate went in the air. and Guy got hit. It's bad.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, rest in peace to him. But um we can get into our first NBA weekly. And I guess Danny can kick it off since uh it's really all about his squad. Um the Sixers traded James Harden in return. Oh Harden and PJ Tucker and someone else. Uh forgive me, I can't remember the name off the top of my head for Nick Batum, Robert Covington, um F- Marcus, Marcus Morris. Tr- picture- and Philip some Petruski
0: text. or Philip Petruski. Like that. Or some yeah,
2: have not bad. He's gonna take some time, but do not terrible. He's not terrible. He's not terrible. He's not great. we not he terrible.
1: He's not, not that good. good. But uh, uh yeah, Danny, take take it away. Pros, cons. Do you like it? Did you not like it? Did Maury cook?
0: I'm gonna start with the pros. Getting PJ Tucker's contract out of your hands, freeing up fifty million dollars in cap space. What with mm-hmm. a decent free agency class coming up this winter and this summer? Daryl Morey, you might be able to make some moves in Philadelphia. Yeah. The cons. Yeah, that, that, damn.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I asked for pros and cons. My fault. The cons.
0: Some of the players you got back. Uh, aging Nicholas Batum. Middle tier K.J. Martin. It's just you got some middle tier players. I like Rocco. I'm a big fan. He's back in Philly. I'm happy for that. Um I think every Sixers fans happy they can unretire the jersey, get it out of the closet, put it back on. The process is back because he's going. I think Josh Harris might have started two new processes today: the new Sixers process and the Commanders process.
1: Yeah, getting rid of uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young and, for and, a second, and third Chase round. Young. Young. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- that's I didn't think both would go, but I mean. Yeah, back to Sixers. Yeah, I like your point. I mean, you could look at it in two ways. Like, at least the players you got back. Yeah, they're aging, good role players. I don't know. They'll have a role in this. They'll have a role in the Sixers team. Uh, Rocco can – Rocco better get playing time, man. He better get playing time. I do like Robert Cummington. I went to his first game as a Sixer and Darren wanted to get a jersey bad but like he just got here his his jersey is not in the pro shop but uh uh Chris uh did you want to, could you give a little insight maybe on like the Clippers side of things they now have James Harden and PJ Tucker Westbrook Harden reunited PG Harden Westbrook Kawhi
2: um I, I think it's a good trade for the Clippers because you don't lose much and you add a talent like James Harden, no matter how bad he's playing, no matter how much anybody talks about James Harden, including myself, most of myself, he's still a really good player. And to only give up players that Rob Carpenter wasn't in the rotation, Batum was playing 11 minutes a game. KJ Martin, I think, has promise as a you know rim runner and a defender. But if that's gonna be the most prized possession you're giving up and some picks, I mean, to get James Harden, I think you, I think you do it all the time because of your top two players' health. It's just uncertain. So especially to get through the regular season, I think you make that trade because James Harden, one thing James Harden is when he's not on his BS, he's available. He's available. So Absolutely. if he's going to be out there with Russ, you got a chance with role players. You got a chance because they've done it before. They drug Houston to the uh, bubble play-in uh, with, with bums. So I've seen them do it before. So I think it's, it's good uh, injury insurance for the Clippers. So I think that's good for the Sixers. I'm not as a big of a fan of them getting better by subtraction. Like, yeah, you move out the way and I think you give Maxi more room to be who I think he is and who a lot of people think he is, which I, th- which I think is a positive. But with all those wings, who like who loses time? I I think RoKo should play. I do. I think he should play. Marcus loses I, to- I I think Marcus Morris gets waived honestly I don't think he stays on the team but I think hey, send Batum, him send him and-
1: back to Boston he's like yeah. our Rocco.
2: <laughs> yeah button I think is I think it's a good pickups but at the same time I think you need a third player and I think if they're going to try to get that third play I think the Sixers can be scary. Uh Levine and Anobi or can come to mind one of those three if they're able to go out and get something like that. Because I think it gives um maxi a chance to kind of ease into being the guy on the perimeter. Cause ever since Maxie's been there, he's shared that duty with somebody else. No matter if he should have been or shouldn't have been, he was. So I think you gotta kinda kinda gotta let him ease into that a little bit. Um and kind of let him take the take the team over from the you know perimeter aspect because we know it's Joel's team, but um, I'm just interested to see how what Philly does with the assets they got. Is it like a Brogdon type thing where they get them and then move on for for better for better? So I'm just kind of excited about that. But I think it's a, a pretty good trade for what both teams were looking for.
0: Yeah, one thing that I saw on uh, on some timelines today, I saw it said the Sixers should get Caruso and Levine and try to swap out these wings for more guard play which I would not be opposed to. Um, you might have to send a guy like Tobias Harris, maybe DeAnthony Melton, on, and send him packing. But I think you can – the Bulls might take on a contract like Batum and just to get a, two more draft picks. I think all you yeah, got to do is to send two or three draft picks, and you, that might give you Zach Levine. Especially if and you wait it, for February. It's the Sixers have to know. Embiid is gone if you don't get the right talent around him. And it's mm-hmm. not. It's like Maxi is great. The Anthony Melton's good. I think Kelly Uber is going to be a really, really strong picture for the Sixers moving forward. But where do you have the second star? Because in this NBA nowadays, Tatum has his Brown, Kawhi has his PG, and now Harden and KD has his Booker. Everyone has their second star. I guess Chris, for you, I would even say, say I would even
1: say in this current NBA. Two stars don't cut it, like two all star or a superstar all star. It don't cut it no more. Like it did for the Nuggets, but they have insane depth. I would say the Nuggets have like the all stars of role players, like Aaron Gordon, a uh, Bruce Brown, and Christian Brown, KCP. Like they just literally had the ideal, perfect role players. Yeah, that
2: team fit really well together. For and for it's so weird time. with
1: the Nuggets that like every like if you literally just took this ring away from the nuggets you'd be like yeah they just don't got it which danny just pointed out but it's like we seen them do it to such a perfect standard that it's kind of just like now every time we watch them it's like how do you beat them how do you beat this team four times in seven games um we'll see in the postseason anybody can do it but yeah i like both your points on the james harden trade um I'm interested. To see the the Bulls theory. I know there's been a lot of like, you know, talk about Levine. It's like I here's here's I'm I'm scared for the Bulls because they could either be smart and just deal out Levine and get rid of DeMar and just tank, or they could be smart in the way it's like, you know what we believe that Lonzo really is the key to all this, and we believe he's gonna play next year. So we are just gonna hold on to everybody. We're gonna go through this mediocre year one more time and we're gonna believe in Lonzo me, me, me personally, me personally, when Lonzo was playing and they were like the two seed or the one seed, I didn't think that was a fluke. Like, I really, really like that team. Same thing with like the Pelicans last year. When Zion was healthy, they were the two seed. I really thought they were contenders. I thought they looked really strong. But I don't know. The Bulls are uh, weird. Don't trust them to do hey, anything. Thought, Chris will tell you that firsthand.
2: Yeah, I think it's one move the Bulls can make. Just one. And it's if the Raptor, if if the Bulls want to c- compete next year, because I, I I agree, I think Lonzo is the key. I'm a big Lonzo fan. Of, I am, but he's the key because he does everything that their other players don't do well. He defends well. He's a facilitator. That's what their other two, even Bus- and, he and he shoots, exactly.
1: he, really well, and he shoots the three really well. He can make, no, it, he can make it open now too.
2: So and and he, he combines what they have. Like he combines Caruso, Dosumu. As guards, he can defends and shoots the open three. So I think he does help. It's one move. If they can get Siakam, that's the only way they keep that team together because they're missing a real four. Patrick Williams isn't that for this team. I think they need a real four. It's the only way I do it. I keep this team together is if I would, if if they can get the assets to, I mean, or they have assets now to go get a Siakam to where when Lonzo comes back, you legit have firepower because that's that's what they're missing. They have the dirty work players. They had that already. So I think that's the only way that you you keep that together. But I'm with you on that tone a little bit. I think it's. That's why I said – that's why I was telling Danny by the trade deadline because the, the Bulls should know by then what they're looking like for this yeah. year. It's so. just
1: if you're – if you anybody trading for Siakam, you have to know he's 100% bought in on re-signing because he's made it clear. He said to the Raptors, if you trade me, I'm coming back in free agency, which is like, okay, weird, but okay. Uh I think he just – I don't know. Maybe he's just comfy. Maybe that's home. He maybe doesn't care about that championship since he already got his but hey but um yeah i mean we're we're honestly like basically perfectly on time uh for once ever but um yeah week eight uh recap um i actually wanted to bring up a topic to you guys so me and chris were talking a little bit about before the show so the thick of this episode not the thick of it the title of it is is aj brown wide receiver one now I ain't going to lie to y'all. It's low-key bait, but high-key bait. Um, but I do want to give A.J. Brown his props. I've always thought that A.J. Brown had the tools to be an elite receiver in this league. Good route runner, strong hands, fast, rare upper body strength, um, great body control for someone of his size, and to top it all off, just really dominant, like looks to win his rep at every single point of it. He wants to win the release. He wants to win the top of the route. He wants to win the sell. He wants to win at the catch point. He wants to win after the catch. And he does it every single time. And there's really hasn't been a corner in the NFL that has been able to stop it. Now, Marshawn Lattimore with, last year. Uh, Did we play the Saints last year? They won. Uh, he didn't get the better of him. He had Gardner Minshew at quarterback and, and AJ Brown have a set, had a 70 yard touchdown that game. So thank you very much, sir. Um, but anyway, I'm not, I'm pretty sure it wasn't on Lattimore, but yeah, I know. Uh, it doesn't matter. Cause that pick six also wasn't on Brown because Gardner Minshew blatantly called out a slant audible. And AJ Brown was like, we can't run that. Like you're just saying it, we can't do it. Um, now, I mean, Lattimore did ball that game, though. I ain't gonna lie. But this year, it seems like A.J. Brown has taken it to a completely different level that we literally have never seen before, uh, and that those numbers are are showing. So I wanted to give props to the second-best wide receiver in the league right now, um, with Jefferson out. Uh, A.J. Brown is having the second-best wide receiver season, in my opinion, and um, did y'all want to say anything about A.J. before we just talk about some of the games that happened around the league this week? Yeah, I'll
0: say there's two receivers that I'll solidly put ahead of A.J. Brown, and these are the only two that you have a case to put in front of A.J. Brown. It's Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson. You Thank can't you. tell me any receiver mm-hmm. is better than him right now in the NFL. Jefferson, when he's out, I'm still put at taking him over A.J. Brown.
1: Well, I'll take Jefferson over him. I'm saying Brown's having the better yeah. season, though, obviously because of you know health reasons and that, and that he's a and mom, Josh
0: Dobbs. So. Is, Josh Dobbs is his quarterback right now.
1: Um, so. <laughs> well, I I don't know what they're doing there. I don't know if they're running with Jared Hall, uh, and then Me having either. Dobbs back him up or whatever. But I'm I'm down to see whatever. I mean, the Vikings are utterly lost right now without Jefferson and Cousins. So, uh, Chris, you were telling me before the show how much you like A.J. Brown. You had any any words on him?
2: Nah, only because I'd be really just repeating what y'all said. Um, I'm a big fan of A.J. Brown, though, because uh, he's a playmaker, man. And at the end of the day, he's a big, strong receiver who plays like it. Like, a lot of receivers who are big and strong, like they kind of like – they kind of shy away from hits sometimes. Oh, you're
0: talking about D.K.
2: Metcalf? <laughs> I, I am, and I like D.K. I like D.K., but that dude does not play like his – like, he doesn't play his size. A.J. Brown does. And A.J. Brown's also a really good athlete. So, to see him, like, punish people, like, nobody goes up – I mean, people do – I mean, it's, it's tackle football. It's where cool they try to tackle him. But, like, it's a difference when people go up to try to tackle A.J. Brown than then tackle somebody else. So – and Wimby just lost his mind dunking on somebody. It just threw me all the way off. But, um, yeah, that, that, that's what y'all got A.J. Brown. Yeah, that, that – he's elite. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... I would say this. That'd be, uh, it could be like quick yes-no explanation. Do Does Hill or Brown have a real shot to win MVP?
2: I think right. Tyreek Hill, Hill does. I really do. I really do. Because I think people are going to be reluctant to give Tua the credit for, for being the guy. So I think the next person would be Tyreek Hill. So I think he'd have a legitimate <laughs> chance to win. I think it's harder okay. for the Eagles because just the Eagles team as a whole is just way better than the Doppler. I think would, Bomb like, people, squat. people would like be like, "Oh, his team's so good." He's blah blah. But I think Tyreek Hill had a chance.
1: Saying that about a receiver is hilarious. Unreal. But, Unreal. No, but it is true though. It is true though. Um, this year, watch AJ Brown will have like a top three MVP finish. Like, oh, it's because it's only because he is an, an elite quarterback. But last year it was like, oh, it's only because he is AJ Brown. Never ending cycle. All right, uh, yeah, Danny.
0: I don't think. Well, yeah. I don't think he has a chance to finish top. Three in, in MVP voting. I think the fact is the media is biased and will always put a quarterback there. If AJ Brown has twenty touchdowns, they're gonna say Jalen Hurts has thirty-five to forty. He's he's That's so good. True. He's the reason he got the touchdowns.
1: That is true. Unfortunately, yeah. But um, okay. We could actually talk about some of the games though. Um, a game. Uh, I would say a game I wanted to bring up was Chris's hot that he hit on last week the Panthers got their first win and Bryce Young looked really good like for the first time all year he was making a little bit of magic happen which is kind of what you signed up for um I thought he played really well again always very cool in the pocket uh was breaking some tackles here and there showed off some arm strength I thought his receiving core had like a one of their better days, creating separation, making good catches when need be, helping him out a little bit. The defense, ball obviously. Um, you know, holding that Texans team to, I believe, what was it, 12 points or something like that. It's it's not easy. And no matter how it comes, uh, shout out to the Panthers kicker, uh, really carried them. Uh, but... Uh, yeah i mean that was a great call by chris it, it was a good game i don't think either of the rookie quarterbacks played bad um and i think bryce young um will start to hit his stride and start to quiet up some of the noise compared to the rest of the quarterbacks uh chris i mean talk talk about the talk about the high not the hot say, that you hit on
2: nothing say I'm a genie but i do have a couple bottles in here uh <laughs> now for i yeah. just I mean, somebody had to win the game at the end of the day. <laughs> I think I just got lucky. But, um, like I said, I think it was good um, a good game to choose because the, the Texans are a young team, too. And I think Bryce Young, I mean, chip on the shoulder or not, you want to win that matchup when it's quarterback against quarterback, a uh, guy that's in your class that's, you know, a couple picks away from you, that, that you are getting compared to all pre-draft, after-draft, for the rest of your career you will be compared to. So, it's always a little extra edge at it. So I could just see like how Bryce really wants to prove like, yeah, I'm the guy. It's the reason why they got me. Even though the kicker carried, Bryce John wanted to do his part and kind of showing that hey, I'm the guy. So um I thought it was a really good game too. I like what the Texans are doing as a team, even though they lost. I like I like how their teams come together. They they're they have a lot of young pieces that can be something. So I, it's it's really cool to see them um play well and even be in these games. Uh, every week so yeah that, that's really it and uh, yeah, shout out to me being a genie I hope I can repeat that this week
1: on Hots and Locks too Yes we all hope so Danny did you uh, did you think anything of uh, Young's performance or were you perhaps had your eye on a different rookie quarterback this week
0: I saw my boy Bryce Young balling and I got him in fantasy he has to start this week because T-Law's on by so
1: Bryce Young take me home baby Take me home, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we all thought Bryce played well, um, which is good for him. I think that, like, guy like him, you get a good game under a belt, and then you know, it's it's time to start you can rolling, stack so well. yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. You, you start stacking them, you start stacking them, and uh, tell you, sometimes it really all it tastes is one. Like, I think that the fact, uh, bring up another rookie, Pukunakuya, the fact that his first game was good. Now we are gonna start stacking them. Jameer Gibbs had he had his first touchdown last week, and what did he do? He stacked it with a masterclass of a, of a game. Played so well last night. Um, so shout out shout out him too. I mean Jameer Gibbs starting to find his flow in the offense, getting more touches, getting involved in the pass game, which I thought was going to be his main role, being that chase a, uh, change of pace back, kind of like an Alvin Kamara to a Mark Ingram. Uh, that they were for all those years. Uh, Danny, could you uh, not to make you like relift uh, through sorrow? Could you explain what happened in the um Steelers Jags game? Because that game was just like rainy and messy, and Pickett got knocked out, even though he will be playing. I heard, um, yeah, yeah just, he, uh, he had a, he had a rib injury,
0: day. very unfortunate rib injury. Um, it's it seemed uglier than it really was. I think it's a pretty cleanly played game. Both teams kind of didn't turn the ball over. Um, they played pretty conservative because of the rain, though. Uh, I don't know. Um, the Steelers could not get anything going, and then Tild Mitch came in and threw a slant to George Pickens, and he jumped over somebody. But Deontay Johnson, he's back. Eight catches for eighty-five yards. That's nice. Good game.
1: That's good. Yeah, and you start to, you know, get healthy and hopefully you have enough talent to overcome Matt Canada. Um
0: dude, no amount yeah. of talent can overcome Matt Canada. Like you could put the Eagles and the Niners <laughs> and the Jags no, offenses together and they wouldn't overcome Matt Canada. Oh man, it's that bad.
1: Um, uh, was there he, oh, I, he I runs know an offense again?
0: He runs an offense like you got five six five linemen going against five eight D linemen.
1: Yeah, he uh I don't know what he'd be cooking. So I'm we're not gonna talk about Saints Colts. Um obviously because I know watch a lick of the Pats Patriots or Pats versus Dolphins. Uh, that was a whatever game. We're not talking about Jets Giants. That was a real stinker. Uh say two more games we could talk about real quick. Uh, Bengals-Niners because, holy, the Bengals are back. They're, they're required four games to start the season horribly are over. Joe Burrow is back, looking like that top five quarterback, looking like that top three quarterback. Um, and how about that defense? I mean, that defense looked really good. They're starting to, like, really – Piece things together over there in Cincinnati. I want to hear if I'm not mistaken.
0: I believe I did say the Bengals were going to beat the Niners this week.
1: um, I don't want to hear any Bengals praise from you. Uh, I want you to stand on business and I want you to keep that same energy that the Bengals will be bad. Uh, No, no. I mean, stand on business. I
0: I did stand there. I I stood on it for a while. But I feel like their defense is finally starting to turn around a little bit. They're starting to figure out their identity without Jesse Bates, without Von Bell. They're starting to figure out who they are with these young guys. But they still need – they should have added at the deadline. They didn't, uh, which kind of concerns me. When their next five – the next six games, here's what they got. They got the Bills, Texans, Ravens, Steelers, Jags, Colts, all teams – that are above 500 right now, except for the Texans, and the Texans have got a stymie
1: defense. So I could take, I can, I can feel comfortable taking. Here's the thing: the Ravens are back to the point where I can take them in like 50 50 games. They could go out and beat the Ravens. It could happen. I will personally not pick that because you know I think the Ravens are phenomenal. But um, yeah, uh, Chris, did you have any? Any, any thoughts on the Bengals bouncing back or the Niners losing their third game in a row? Uh,
2: The only thing I have to say about that is I think that's what obviously made the Niners go start cheating and trade for Chase Young. So I'm actually not happy to see that because that is horrible. Uh, prayers up to offensive lines everywhere. Uh, that's unreal to have to deal with that. Uh, yeah, that's what I have to say. I wish the Bengals would have lost because maybe they would have traded for Chase Young and started that mockery of – mess that's going on over there. How do you even get that to happen? So you tell me right now, I know this is a little related. You tell me right now, you're going to have Bosa and Chase Young side by side. And then Fred Warner
1: behind them, right? That's what happened? Yep. And, and Jarek Greenlaw. And then you're going to have Alfonga behind them.
2: GG's. Uh, GG's. So thanks a lot, Bengals, for nothing. You can't, you just messing up, just messing you up. You know, wow.
1: you know what is the beauty behind all of that? Uh Jordan Mailata in games against Chase Young this year has allowed a tackle, that is it. No hurry. Wait, wait wait, no
0: wait, 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 No, no. Chase Young got a sack on Hertz.
1: That it wasn't on Jordan. That it wasn't on Jordan Mailata. It was off that left side. It was probably a stunt then, because that's not what the next gen stats say. Yeah. So, um,
0: I watched the highlights today on ESPN.
1: Uh, congrats. So, what happened? <laughs> Did he beat Milada around the edge or did he come inside and beat Landon Dickerson?
0: It says as you can see young Beat Eagles left tackle Milada for the sack. It was the first sack that Milada allowed all the season.
1: Maybe I read it wrong. Maybe it was just that one sack and he let up nothing else. It's yeah, dude, he,
0: he ran right by Jordan Milada. Oh my god.
1: That's cool. Cuz he's not allowed in any of that in the playoffs.
0: Not at all. No. I, I I'll stay with Milada. I just sent the link in the chat.
1: Fair. I'll check it out later. But, um, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, say the, I mean, while we're on the topic of Chase Young and Jordan Mailata and the Eagles and the Commanders, um, during that game, um, I mean, Eagles defense, they add Kevin Byard, and it just seems like they kind of went backwards a little bit for some reason. I uh, couldn't get any pressure on the worst offensive line in the league, but the offense was there. I mean, outside of, they they had a real chance to put up fifty. They had two red zone bubbles, but Hertz was magnificent. Uh, Devontae Smith played really well. He had seven catches, ninety nine yards, of a touchdown. AJ Brown obviously um, was amazing. Um, and yeah, uh, that's kind of really all that happened down there. Job, any other games you want to talk about before we head into this week nine recap or week nine oh, preview? Yeah. Let's go to week, week nine preview. All right, yeah, Danny, if you want, you can um take it away. We we uh, we can start with Thursday night football: Steelers Titans. So yeah, that's yeah, all you man, all you. I get kicked off. Kenny Pickett versus none other
0: than Will Levis. Uh, four touchdowns in his debut. I'm not going to call him four touchdowns. It was DeAndre Hopkins three touchdowns. Will Love said one oh, touchdown boo. last week. boo. DeAndre yeah, Hopkins bailed him on half of those, dude. But no, he, he, had he, impre- he had very impressive throws. He looked like a the best quarterback that option for the Titans. Kenny Pickett is playing through a rib injury. Nonetheless, I still will pick the Steelers to win this game in a convincing fashion just because the Titans have not looked good Offensively a, or defensively? Mm-hmm. At all.
1: They haven't looked that good at all. First of all, you're a hater. The only time Hopkins bailed him out was that 50-50 ball down the sideline that he just won and got back inside to get. Real hater stuff right there. Um, no, but, no, I don't I don't hate Levis. I, I like Levis a lot. Uh, clearly not because Hopkins wasn't bailing him out. My boy in a master Hopkins, class.
0: I think Hopkins helped him a lot.
1: He helped him on one, on, on one. <clears throat> Did he have to go track down the ball and save his life? But yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. I think they ride the high of the rookie quarterback off his four touchdown performance. Now, granted, the Steelers are not the prettiest team that you want to face. In um, just your second start in you know, on a short week, but uh, I think holding that Atlanta team to what was it, like twenty-two points or something like that, somewhere around there, you're not facing much more of a a dynamic offense. It, it could be the both uh, Falcons and Steelers could both be dynamic, but unfortunately, uh, certain play callers exist. But yeah, I'm gonna go Titans. I think Will Love is gonna start his career two and zero as a starter. I think DeAndre Hopkins, again, the, the veteran pre, uh, presence um, could help him out a lot. I could see them putting the, the ball on the ground a lot this game on this Thursday night matchup, maybe try to, you know, control the clock type of deal. Because uh, for Will Le- for Will Levis to come out and be four touchdowns, like 200-plus yards, four touchdowns uh, in back-to-back starts, highly unlikely. So I see him, you know. Taking it easy, you know, giving it to Derrick Henry, making the short passes, making things easy. But then again, I heard Joey Porter Jr. is getting his—he's going to be the full-time starter for uh, Pittsburgh. So I'm interested to see what's going on over there. Hopefully, Kenny Pickett is healthy enough to, um, like truly perform. I know he's going to play, but I—hopefully, w- he is himself uh, at the very least, so that he can hopefully overcome what we call Matt Canada. Chris, anything to say about uh matchup of two white eight balls?
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm picking the Steelers in this one um, because even though Will Evans did play really good in his first game, I don't think he's seen a player as unreal T.J. Watt. Unfortunately, the Falcons don't have one. Uh, no another no team has one, except for when his brother played. Um, so, um, yeah, so with T.J. Watt, I think it's just um, going to be a lot to deal with um, just the Steelers defense as a whole. I'm I'm a big fan of the Steelers defense. I think they have a really good defense. So um, I think it's going to be a lot for Will Evans to handle, but um, this will be a close one. But I think, but also too, if, if the Titans can get it going on the ground, I think they have a really good, they have a good chance, but I don't see that really happening too much. Um, Cause like Derek Henry has been like a scheme running back a lot, but like this has been like really like scripted, like just either if we're winning, all right, cool. Give it to him. If not like, no, so, I don't know. I'm. I'm I, but I think the, the Steelers can pull it out in a, in a close one.
1: Yeah. yeah uh, a lot. I damn near might change my pick because for some reason I forgot TJ Watt existed. So, that could be um, – you know what? I'm flipping. Uh, I'm going Steelers winning because I just thought of that. TJ Watt is probably going to give Will Levis a tough time in his second NFL start. I do expect the Titans to run the ball, try to make it easier – uh, but Tomlin's defenses never do. And Joey Border is going to be the full-time starting corner. So hopefully he can help slow down uh, a hot DeAndre Hopkins coming into this week. And hopefully, yeah, on offense, you know, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, uh, Deontay Johnson's finding his legs. Um, and, you know, feet, uh Why am I blanking on his name? Yeah. Uh, uh, um... <laughs> We all know mm-hmm. who it is. Um, uh, not Derrick Henry. I just said feed Derek Henry. Um, no. Najee Spears? No. Steelers running back. This is obvious. Oh, I, Harris. Not, I Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Oh, God. my God. Yes. Feed Najee Harris, and hopefully he will, yeah. Feed Najee Harris. Get him going between the tackles. Get Jalen Warren involved in a little, you know, short game, a screen action, all that. And, hey, um, you know. I say short and screen game because, you know, Matt Canada's not doing anything else. Okay. Now on to uh, real football games. Um, Chris, did you have any game you were looking forward to this Sunday yes, or Monday? And, uh, I'm
2: going to keep it with the same thing we just talking about. I'm looking f- – I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not keeping with the same team we are talking about. We did talk about them a little bit, but I am looking forward to seeing Vikings and Falcons. I know that sounds like a stink fest, and I'll i, I give my reason why. I think it will be a stink fest. But I'm looking forward to seeing two players. Jordan Addison broke out since Justin Jefferson's been injured. So I've been really enjoying watching Jordan Addison play. And playing against the Falcons defense, I think he can keep, can keep his numbers up no matter who's throwing into to him. If I'm throwing the ball, he can probably keep the numbers up. So I, I like to see him. And then flip side, B.J. Robson got to the end zone last week. I think that opens up and starts his maturation of being a top five running back in the next couple of years, if not sooner than a couple of years. So I want to see um, just how these two just continue what they're doing. I think they've both been picking it up as their rookie year has been going on and on. So I'm just kind of excited to see how this happens because, I mean, the Vikings uh, don't have Kirk Cousins anymore. They have Josh Dobbs and other NFL players on rosters who play quarterback. And then the Falcons have Desmond Ritter, who, Is masquerading as a quarterback in the NFL as well. So hopefully, (laughs) these two players that I like can, you know, kind of just kind of step up and help those quarterbacks out. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to that game.
1: I can see, I can see where you're coming from on that one. Um, just looking for some rookies to to see a Bijan
2: masterclass, dude. That's what I want to see. I want to see a Bijan masterclass get stopped by an Addison masterclass. If I get a two touchdown game from them two, I'm happy.
1: I think the difficult part is that, is that Brian Flores, whoever is starting a quarterback for the Vikings, it's just going to, or Brian Flores, sorry, attacking whoever's going to be starting for the Falcons. this morning, man. Um, he could just, he can make things tough and it, it might hold off on Bijan getting into the end zone, but, um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the, the, this could be a, a big day for the Vikings offense. So, um, Yeah, Danny, did you have any other – I mean, there's a lot of games to pick from this week, but uh, did you have any in particular that uh, you were looking forward to besides Steelers one?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest game is Sunday Night Football. The rematch of the DeMar Hamlin game, unfortunately, uh, is Bills versus Bengals. I think this is going to be one of the games of the year, and we got kind of robbed from it last year after the incident, so – I had a $10 bet on that game with one of my friends, and uh, I was like, well, what do we do with the bet now?
1: Like, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, could definitely be game of the year. I mean, the records. I mean, it's five and 3 4-3, and three, but we know what these teams are. These are AFC heavyweights. Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow, two top five quarterbacks, uh, two of the best wide receiving cores in the league so far this year. Yeah, I could definitely see. It, 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 there's there's a lot of anticipation for this one. Uh, we didn't get to see it done last year. Of course, we're happy that Lamar Hamlin is very healthy now, and and he is okay. But um, uh, it it's we get to see some unfinished business for lack of a better terms. Uh, Chris, thoughts on Bills Bengals?
2: Yeah, i think it's lit i think that's gonna be a really really good game that's probably the game of the week in my opinion just because i think it's a lot for both teams the Bengals are kind of catching their stride the bills have been up and down just really weird like i think you said earlier tone like they've been getting the random josh allen's don't know which one we're gonna get so i think it's just interesting to see you know how both how both teams approach this game i think it's big for both of them not just for records but just like momentum especially with the Bengals, like I said, I think finding their footing and the Bills not really doing so. So I think um, I'm just interested to see, like, what happens, like, what 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 side wins out. Like, do the Bengals keep going, do the Bills kind of find their footing in and kind of figure out, like, how they're going to be as a team? Because I think outside of Diggs right now, I don't see the Bills having many constants. Like, you can really depend on, in my opinion. And then um, the Bengals are kind of starting to look like that offense we talked about a little bit earlier, like the one that people can predict but just can't stop. So I'm um, just kind of excited to see, like, what, what happens in that one.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And, and the fact y'all say game of the week, kind of debatable, man. I mean, we got five and two Seahawks versus six and two Ravens. We have five and two Cowboys versus seven and one Eagles. Six and two Dolphins versus six and two Chiefs over in Germany, I believe. Um, of course, my game of the week is going to be Eagles-Cowboys, uh, Dak versus Jalen Hurts for the first time in two years because last year it was Minshew versus Dak and the other time it was Jalen versus Cooper Rush. So... Um, yeah, I mean, what I'm just looking forward to is the Eagles holding up that pressure from the Cowboys. They've done it against every team so far this year. I'm uh, looking forward to them holding up that defense, giving Jalen time to take advantage of what's been uh inconsistent secondary for the Cowboys since uh, Trev- uh Trevon Diggs went down. Um, I mean, for the Eagles, uh, or for the Eagles defense and Cowboys offense si- uh, side of things, Cowboys got to find. Things going early. Um, I mean, last year, or I would say last year, they put up big points. You want to do that again. Uh, but, I mean, in their last big game this year, when they played the Niners, things weren't going early, and then you never pick things up. Uh, it's going to be the same thing with the Eagles. You can't find success early. It's the, the, the losses from a play-to-play basis is just going to keep piling up. So, uh, for the Eagles' offense, Hold off that defensive line, give Jalen time, because he's obviously with a clean pocket, is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. For Dak and his guys, kind of the same deal, but just overall find something going early. uh, Because falling falling behind to this Eagles team will not be ideal, because they will on offense just run that ball and really just try not to get you the ball back. That's just not something you want to do. So, um, yeah. Any of y'all have any words about uh, Cowboys Eagles? I mean, possibly the biggest game of the year so far.
2: Yeah, hoping the Eagles uh, smack the Cowboys up really bad because I'm living out here in Dallas. I hope they cry a lot of tears because uh, they're gonna probably have happy tears soon because the Rangers gonna win. So we need to humble them a little bit. So yeah, I'm in my hater bag, deep in it.
1: Trust yeah, I, Rangers not, are not,
0: three, yeah, up three one. So Rangers need to pull off some. Uh, Warriors esque to pull the
1: to blow this lead, right, bro? We we stopped caring about baseball when Bryce Harper wasn't at bat anymore. Talk about a real man sport, right now. Cricket, like hockey, like hockey. Oh, play yes. more cricket, like nah, tennis, like and golf. You uh, nah, like uh, Slovenian thumb wrestling.
2: Or that whatever it's like a slapping competition. That's real. Yeah. You can't be serious. You think I'm gonna just sit there and look you dead in your eyes while you just smack the sh- <laughs> smack my face off? No, thank you. There's no way I'm signing up for this. But you gotta be a real maniac, like legit.
1: Yeah, nah, they'd be crazy locked in. But Danny, do you have any uh, words on that, or did you want to talk about one of those two other prime, not prime time games, but you know, late games? I guess you could say. Yeah,
2: I would.
0: I would love to talk about. Eagles versus Cowboys. I think Jalen Hurts versus none other than Dak Prescott himself. Dude, this is going to be prime football. Yeah, I and agree. It's what four PM slate. I hope Tony Romo is on on the yes. on the mic. I re- no. You don't like Romo? No, not for Cowboys games. No.
1: He's yeah, horrible but he for sucked, Cowboys games.
0: But he sucks Jamely Hurts off.
1: Uh, yeah, not more than he does deck. But uh yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, I just don't want him for a Cowboys game. I'd prefer Greg Olson. I'd I'd much prefer Greg Olson. Uh, I think I might prefer him in general, to be quite Bears clear. Legend? But, Greg Olson? Yes. Panthers Bears legend, Panthers, Panthers legend. Greg Olsen. Yes, yes. Um, but uh I mean, we could talk about the Dolphins-Chiefs game just a little bit before we head into Hawks and Locks. I mean, that's going to be the early Germany game. I have Dolphins- one thing to
2: say about it. One thing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kick it off this today. I mean, this one. I better get a shootout. I've been asked for one for weeks, week after week after week. And every two teams, I think, oh, this could be the day where they just go out, score a lot of points, I have let me down. If Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes v. Tua – Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell can't give me the shootout I want, then I just won't get one, I guess. I'm looking for a 35 to 42 game. Two of 400. Yards, Pat Mahomes, 400 yards. Something like that. I need that. I need injected into my veins. Rashid Rice, two touch. I need it. I need a game like that because I think these offenses are capable of it. And they're both 6 and 2. So I, I think it's going to be really good, honestly. But yeah, I'm looking forward to something like that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely – I do, I want to shoot out. Uh, I don't know if the Chiefs defense is going to allow for it. They've been kind of stingy this year. But, yeah, Mahomes is due for a bounce-back game after the attempted flu game went utterly wrong, and they lost to the Denver Broncos in what seemed like the impossible. Yeah, in this game, I mean, a very underrated matchup is going to be how LeJarius Need is going to handle Hill – and Waddle, I mean, he's one of the better corners in the NFL. I think he's really come up in the past couple of years. But Hill is the best in the game right now. Waddle's the best wide receiver, two, wide receiver two in the game right now. Uh, it's going to be a big task for the Chiefs defense, who has, again, like I said, been really good this year. Um, and then on the Dolphins' defense side of things, you've yet to show up in a big game. You got I embarrassed know, by I Philadelphia. Know. You've got embarrassed by the Buffalo Bills. And now you've got the, the best football player in the planet I wouldn't say walking onto your field because it's not really your field, but he's walking onto the field. You gotta win a big game. You have to be able to like shut down an elite offense. And this offense is quite literally only elite because of him and Kelsey. But yeah, I, I, I want to shootout as much as I want the Dolphins to maybe like beat those fraud allegations a little bit. Um, yeah, I would I would love a shootout. I would love for Tua to go stride for stride with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I would love it. Danny. Yeah, dude, this
0: game will be one of the greats. Week 9, I always feel like week 9, which you guys start getting in November, the games start getting better. I don't know how, if you know what I'm saying. Like The games are good in November. And like you just get this vibe that it feels good. Like I feel like Cardinals-Browns will be a good game. Like The Browns will somehow make that a close game. Like I don't know
1: why, but I feel like every game's gonna feel like it's just football, you know? No, I definitely get it. Yeah, around this time of year, playoff implications get heavier each and every week. Uh every anything can happen. It's any given Sunday, man. It's any given Sunday. Yeah, I definitely uh I definitely feel you on that one. But um, yeah, I mean if y'all want though, we can hop into um Hots and Locks. Um I guess I can get it, uh get us kicked off. So my lock of the week, mm, ooh, it's not really too many strong locks per se. You no, know This week, I'm going to lock the Browns over the Cardinals. If Clayton Toon is making his first start, like we said earlier about Levis having to play against uh, TJ Watt, Clayton Toon will not have a good time playing against Miles Garrett. It's not fun. Then it's not going to be good stuff. And Temple legend PJ Walker is going to get another win under his belt. Believe that. And then I guess for my hot take, it's not really like, again, it's not really. Like, I used to go record wise again. My hot take is that the Panthers win two in a row and they take down the Colts this week. And that'll be my hot take. I can pass the mic on to whoever I wanted to go next.
0: Yeah, I'll I take next. Uh, so for my lock of the week. Give me none other than the Los Angeles Chargers over the New York Jets. Uh, It's going to sound crazy. I know the Jets are looking better. But I think the Chargers are in a must-win game. The Jets have really no direction unless Rodgers comes back miraculously in four months after surgery. Granted, the Jets are saying it's going to happen. I don't believe it for a second. Uh, That's kind of bogus. And four. None other than the hot take of the week. Give me the Chicago Bears over the New Orleans Saints. They have not looked good at all. It's kind of suspect, honestly. And I learned that uh, Tyson Badgett's dad is a, like a Hall of Fame arm wrestler. So he's he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time now. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's insane, dad. Lore one day, D two to NFL quarterback. Your grandpa was a an elite, elite arm wrestler. wrestler. <laughs> was, <laughs> the, was was the LeBron James of his game? I mean, wow,
2: the Michael James um, of his game.
1: Wait, have you yeah. seen how good he is at arm
0: wrestling? Though, I mean, if he's in the Hall of Fame. I bet he's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he's he's known as like he's like a twenty seven time cha- world champion. Like he uh, he literally he lets people try to push as hard as he can. Like, strong people, not, like, some, like, little kid.
1: And he'll just go, Yeah. (laughs) that's crazy. I got to look that up. But, uh, Chris, for your hot and lock.
2: All right, well, uh, you can lock in Ravens over Seahawks. I know it's supposed to be a good game, but my boy's about to roll and keep it rolling. Because we're on a roll. That's just what we do. We're going to roll. We're going to prove that Danny's right. We didn't need to make a move to trade deadline. We're going to prove that and uh, let the Seahawks know. Uh... And for my hot, I had Texans, the Texans, uh, over the Buccaneers. Is my hot as my lock. I'm mean, hot. Sorry, <laughs> it's my hot because Texas bounced back from their crushing loss against the Panthers, <laughs> and they beat the Buccaneers. And Baker Mayfield deserves nothing good, and he's gonna throw an interception. So yeah, I got the Texans over the Buccaneers. Is I literally, it's just Stroud greater than Mayfield in, in my in my book so,
1: They're a sick man. Yeah, I am. Oh, I, am. I okay. have no
2: regard for human life.
1: Real quick recap before we go into Summit Savings. Danny's hot take is the Bears winning over the Saints. And his lock is the Chargers over the Jets. Uh, Chris's hot take is Texans over the Bucks, And his lock is Ravens over the Seahawks. My hot is Panthers over the Colts. And my lock is Browns over the Cardinals. And yes, with all that being said... We can move on into Summit Savings. Uh, Danny, you want to kick us off?
0: Yeah, one of my favorite segments of the week, Summit Savings. I'm going to do a couple parlays, starting off with the Steelers on Thursday. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sticking with my guns. Give me the Steelers at minus 142. Give me the Rams at plus 140 in Green Bay. Give me the Texans at minus 148 against the Buccaneers. Like I said, give me the Bears plus 300 against the Saints. Give me the Ratbirds in Seattle. I'm at home against Seattle. Like I said, the Chargers against the Jets. The six-leg parlay. Ten dollars pays you out six hundred.
1: Yeah, just all all money lines. Okay, so Steelers, Rams, Texans, Bears, Ravens, and Chargers. Ratbirds is not a nice name. Don't say that, you bully. Not nice. Uh Chris, what's the what's the party looking like this week?
2: All right, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Start changes. All right. So <laughs> um, first part is Bijan rush receiving yards over. I got faith in my boy. He does not let me down often. Well, J.K. He does, but I'm still going to ride with him. Um, then I have, uh, Tyreek Hill receiving yards over, uh, Travis Kelsey receptions over. And then I have, uh, uh, A.J. Brown's yards over. Cowboys going to be having a tough time. Then I have Jamar Chase receiving yards over. And I'll round it off and end out with um, two of pass yards over.
0: Yo, am I crazy, or does the Dolphins Chief game, the over-under set at 50, does that seem low?
1: That could be like, that could be like 28. Like that's easy. That's like sixty. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, since you guys made ridiculous amounts of uh, picks, I have to throw mine on a separate one. Um, I'm kind of looking at all the all the bangers this week, and I'm kind of just going to the most obvious. Um, I'm going to take. All the bangers I mentioned this week. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Tyreek Hill for a touchdown. He'll, he'll never let me down there. I'll take Tyreek Hill for a touchdown. I'll take Travis Kelsey for a touchdown. So there's two in that game. For Cowboys-Eagles, I will take A.J. Brown to continue his hot streak. He's going to score. C.D. Lamb's going to score. Ooh, excuse Rush. me. Thank you. Okay. And Ravens Raven Seahawks, I like Tyler Lockett to get into the end zone. And I think Mark Andrews is going to score. He's been the most reliable target for Lamar Jackson down there. So I like Mar Jackson, uh, Mark Jackson there. Um, and then the primetime game, uh, Bills-Bengals, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going I'm, I'm to take Stephon Diggs, and I'm going to take Jamar Chase to score. So basically, I'm taking the most likely scorer of all the big games this week to score it's probably not going to earn you a lot of money, but if you put $10 on it, you'll probably have more than $10 after the day's over. So yeah, that's, uh yeah, not too crazy. Not too crazy, but, uh, I, I love the safe bets because they usually, they're minus odds for a reason. So, um, yes, yes, yes. Um, but let's say with that, let's sorry. Give me one second. Uh, yeah and with that being said thank you guys for tuning in if you're watching this on youtube make sure you like subscribe head on over to the audio platforms pre-download leave a like leave a five star reading we really appreciate all the love you've been showing make sure you follow us at sideline summit on all platforms TikTok, instagram twitter just make sure you get all the content that we put out um you guys have anything to say before we get on out of here no let's get it all right Mm -hmm. man from Two Tone Drip, culture by Migos, DC Young Fly. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week.